Before I get to the teaching this morning, I want to brag on God. David just took times when he just wrote psalms about bragging on God. And our God deserves to be bragged on. He's just done so many different and awesome things. And we need to discern that and keep ourselves in a position of understanding what he's doing and being thankful for it. He has been bringing prophetic words to pass in incredible ways. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's hard to keep up with all the shaking and change and uh, the uh, activation of prophetic words. He's doing what he said. It's amazing uh, all that's happened just since the 54 days of shaking and change. Those prophetic words during that time, they're coming to pass right in front of our very eyes. Just eight weeks ago, Holy Spirit said media giants will soon fall who are purveyors of lies. They twist the truth, they, they censor the truth, they make up fake news. Well, we have seen that is happening, not not going to happen, it has happened. He said big tech giants would begin to fail because of promoting demon ideologies, and that now is happening. And it's incredible the speed at, at what is happening. Rapid victories have been given to the prayers and the decrees of, of our ecclesias. Holy Spirit said just six weeks or so maybe ago that freedom states would begin to bypass Washington, D.C.'s inaction and uh, that these freedom states would begin to model proper leadership, proper principles, and the covenant principles that uh, God and our founders had. Well, freedom states have been doing that and these freedom states are, are bringing change to D.C. and change to many state capitals. It's happening. Uh, we're hearing we'll drill when we want to. We'll build the border wall ourselves. We'll change the mask mandates. That was done by a, a judge in Florida, not in D.C. Uh, we'll, we'll forbid the teaching of sexual perversion to our children Again, D.C. was bypassed on that one. D.C. said nothing. Our president said nothing. The White House was actually complicit in the teaching of perversion and demon doctrine. But, but a state said no. And other states started saying no. And in my opinion, this is just a start of major changes that we will see in freedom states that are going to do it in such a way that the national government must pay attention. Freedom states are also saying no to this new disinformation department that has been created by Homeland Security. Um, they seem to be more interested in policing uh, the speech of Americans than policing our borders. Um, and its woke leader uh, has who hails from somewhere over the rainbow or somewhere, I don't know, um, identifies as Maria, um, has worked repeatedly to stop free speech. And this is just a disaster, but it's another way 
that they're trying to stop free speech. Uh, but freedom states have already risen up. Uh, they've, they've said no. Uh, we're, we're going to stop that. Also, freedom states have begun, as you heard in that short video, uh, to deal with the issue of abortion themselves. And they're passing the heartbeat bill. And uh, many of them are, have now uh, used their attorney generals and they've taken things to the Supreme Court and watch what is about to happen. There's things, there are things happening in that arena that are incredible also. Things are happening. Um, we also have seen two media giants fall just the last, as I said, the last eight weeks or so. CNN was sold to those who are making great changes. They've already changed leaders there. They have uh, gotten rid of some anchors. They have fired some of the staff. Uh, and uh, the, those that have purchased them have stated they want to make changes and lead it back to true journalism. And if that can't happen, they will close it down. Also, just a few days ago, CNN Plus, a $300 million investment to further spread woke agendas, demon doctrines. It launched just a, a month or so ago, but it has already been shut down. It didn't even last a month. They burned $300 million in a month. A miserable failure. And then, of course, this past week, Twitter was sold to Elon Musk. Twitter, who sought to silence truth. And it's undeniable its mission was to cancel truth. I have friends that were canceled uh, by liberal wokers. Twitter, who violated free speech rights. Twitter, promoting cancel culture. Twitter, who even canceled the speech of a sitting president, is now facing massive change. Change, Holy Spirit said six, seven weeks ago, it's coming. I'm going to change it. I'm going to shake it up. The politicalizing of, of the media giants they're going to, uh, it's going to be revealed. And the demon doctrines that, that were trying to silence things are now going to be revealed. Free speech is being restored to its platform. And so we see that the change that we declared is not just coming. Much of it, some of it, has already come and it will continue. And now those who have have sought to censure, cancel the voice of truth, they are now claiming that, that this takeover is what's really going to cancel truth. Uh, this, this takeover is really going to censor things as though they are the innocent ones. They had nothing to do with hiding the truth concerning the fraud or lies or evil systems of Antichrist. But remember, God said... I'm going to pull the covers off and I'm going to reveal, I'm going to expose the fraud. And he even said, I'm going to expose it in such a way that I will now reveal that their tombstone will be read, it will read by my own finger, uh, 
vanquished. God has told us, I'll pull the rugs out from under them. And now we are seeing him do what he said he would do. It's incredible that people who promoted sexual perversion and transgender confusion all over Twitter, those who promoted men can have babies are suddenly concerned about disinformation. Be hard to find any more disinformation. They've been spreading disinformation manure for years. What hypocrisy we are seeing. But the piety is changing. And God is dealing with it. And now, of course, Disney, a huge uh, giant corporation, is now facing massive financial losses because it has doubled down on the uh, sexual perversion, now saying by the end of the year, they will have a, a character to represent each one of the LGBTQ community. And they are now bragging that a new movie is coming out where two girls, two lesbians, kiss each other. Something else for our kids to watch? I don't think so. Rest assured, it's not going to go well for transgender land. Already they have lost a special self-governing status in Florida that is costing them millions. They are about to be shaken as God says, no, you're not going to do that. And as the body of Christ says, no, you're not going to do that. And as parents say, no. And also there is a call to overthrow their entire leadership team um, and change that as well as now a call to uh, change the leadership team of Woca-Cola. So a lot is happening, and uh, God's doing what he said. He's changing things. Now, there are many other prophetic words that were giving, given during that 54 days of change. Um, and they are also in process now of coming to pass. What we have already seen happen, and happen so quickly, should give us great hope, great confidence that what else was prophesied is also now happening. So much more is now on the calendar. A lot was prophesied during those times, and it should give us great confidence that that too is now going to happen. It's going to accelerate into our times. We need to let faith arise that the one that has begun a good work is going to complete it. He's going to do what he said. Now I want to emphasize today what Holy Spirit promised about, uh, promised concerning miracles, notable miracles, signs and wonders, and especially healings being released. Healing wells are now opening at New Testament levels. Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 26 that healing is the children's bread. What a great way of putting it. In other words, God's children have a right to partake of it, to partake of divine healing or supernatural healing. 
Remember, one of the names of God that he revealed to the people of Israel after they had crossed the Red Sea, he revealed a new name to them, and it was Jehovah Rapha. That, by the way, was, was given in the month of Nisan. Uh, he revealed it in the month of Nisan, which is the month we are now in. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, God says this. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandment and keep all His statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians or allowed to come upon them, for I am the Lord who heals you. The Lord who heals you is the Hebrew word or name Yahweh Rapha. Yahweh Rapha. And it means Jehovah the healer, or it can mean Jehovah your physician that heals you. Rapha's uh, participial form is Rapha. And Rapha is the Hebrew word for a doctor. So he says, I will be your doctor. Now, Rapha uh, means in the Hebrew language to cure, to heal, to repair, to mend, to restore health. Sometimes healing is a process of restoration to health. But most often, it just references physical healings. Physical healings. Now the word diseases. It is the Hebrew word makala, and it means physical sicknesses. In other words, the healing of God, that God provides is not just spiritual. It's not just soulish as some uh, have thought and, and teach in our times. Uh, yes, it is spiritual and yes, it is soul, but it is also makala, physical sicknesses, physical diseases. God says, one of my names is Yahweh Rapha. Healing, in other words, is an attribute of who I am for you. It is part of my, it's a part of my nat nature to heal those who believe what I say. I will be their doctor, helping them recover their health and helping them to live in sustained health. What a promise. What a name. God says, a part of my covenant, my covenant promise to you, is I will be Jehovah Rapha. Of course, this is not just an Old Testament promise. Physical healing is all over the New Testament. From blind eyes, deaf ears, uh, blood diseases, skin diseases, uh, paralysis. It is a part of the New Testament covenant as well. It's not just Old Testament. It's part of the actual purchase uh, 
that Christ made on Calvary to, to release healing to us. It's a part of Christ's atonement, his atoning sacrifice. It is a part of Christ's ministry that he called his disciples to go forth and accomplish. It's a part of the ministry of the New Testament church. His, his calling was go and preach the gospel and as you go, lay hands on the sick, they'll recover, cast out devils. It's a part of the a gospel. A part of the gospel is proclaim the gospel of the kingdom and heal the sick as you do so. Isaiah 53, verse 5 through 4. I'm going to read the Amplified. I'll put you through Bible school a little bit this morning. You can take it. Isaiah 53, verse 4 through 5, Amplified. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and we are made whole. This prophecy was repeated in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, by the apostle Peter. It reads this way. Who himself, this is Jesus, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. The Message Bible, 1 Peter 2.24. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, free to live the right way. His wounds became our healing. It wasn't just sins, but his wounds also became your healing. Jesus went to the whipping post, which was just a big, like, tree trunk, and they would put their arms around it, bind them like that, and then beat them with the cat of nine tails. He took 39 lashes with the cat of nine tails, ripping his back, tearing his, his back, uh, ripping it to shreds. And of course, it caused his blood to flow, that sinless life blood to flow, which is important because blood is what, what makes covenant. He was making covenant. His blood purchased a healing covenant for us. In other words, you have a right to be healed. It's a part of the covenant Jesus paid for. He paid for your right to be healed. Believe it, claim it. It's his word of promise to us. Make the promise yours. Decree your faith in the, 
in the realness of Christ's covenant promise to us. It's something the church has let slide, hasn't presented maybe the way that it ought to be in the forefront, but it is a real part of the covenant and we're being called to restate it. We decree our faith in the realness of Christ's covenant that by his stripes we were healed. That we've got to take this, this part of the covenant to a new level in our kingdom ecclesias. We've got to activate this revealing of God's love, his mercy, his compassion, his desire, his will to heal people. We've got to bring that to the forefront once again by believing it, teaching it, and then flowing in it. And the Holy Spirit said a couple of different times in the last eight weeks or so, it is now on the calendar. Notable miracles are on the calendar. Notable healings are on the calendar. It's always been a part of the atonement, but now he's calling us to emphasize it. Emphasize this part of the covenant. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, J.B. Rotherham. Surely our sicknesses he carried, and as for our pains, he bare the burden of them. But we accounted him stricken, smitten of God, and humbled. Yet he was pierced for transgressions that were ours was crushed for iniquities that were ours. The chastisement for our well-being was upon him, and by his stripes there is healing for us. That word surely is the Hebrew word alkane. And alkane means certainly or most certainly. It is the Hebrew word for truly. It is the Hebrew word for truthful. It means no lie, no deceit. It means no blurriness, no gray area. All Cain means purest truth. Surely he has borne, the prophet said. Surely Jesus has borne our sicknesses. Now that word born, it is the Hebrew word nokah. And it simply means to take away, or it means to lift, to be lifted or lifted away, means to be removed. Nokah means to haul off. His life sacrifice, the prophet Isaiah prophesies, his life sacrifice has taken away, lifted, removed, hauled off our sicknesses. What a promise that is being made to us. What a promise to grow our faith into and live in. The word sicknesses. <clears throat> it is plural. Sicknesses, plural, is the Hebrew word nosos, nosos. And it means disease that gets progressively worse. It means grievous sickness, like cancer, or heart disease, or liver disease, kidney disease, uh, lung disease. Uh, 
In other words, things that tend to worsen over time. Christ's covenant promise is that he can lift that. He came to lift it. And if we trust him, all things are possible to those who believe. I'm not saying that it is always easy, but it is possible. And we are being called to increase our faith for the impossible to start happening. Impossible cures. It's available. Surely he has borne our grief, the prophet said. Now grief is the Hebrew word koli, and it refers to anxiety that comes because of sickness or disease. In other words, sickness and disease causes anxiety. You get bad news and it brings anxiety. But Jesus came to lift that anxiety off of us and give us a hope that he will lift those things that in the natural are designed to grow progressively worse. I'll lift it from you. Sickness and disease, it does cause anxiousness, but Jesus came to lift it. The voice translation, it states Isaiah's prophecy very clearly of Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. It says, it was our suffering he carried, our pain and distress. I love this one, our sick to the soulness are sick to the soulness. Oh, we just figured that God had rejected him, that God was the reason he hurt so badly. But no, he was hurt because of us. He suffered so because of us. Our wrongdoing wounded and crushed him. He endured the breaking that made us whole. The injuries he suffered became our healing. Surely he has borne our sicknesses. What a great promise. What a promise that many have let slide in their, their lives. Much of the church has. What a promise. He has borne our sicknesses. Surely he has. Surely he has borne our pain, our, our griefs, our transgressions. That's persha in the Hebrew. It means rebellion, trespasses, or sins. He has surely borne them for us. Our iniquities, evan, means moral impurities. Our healing, by his stripes we are healed. Our hopelessness, the chastisement of our peace was put upon him. Our infirmities, ours. Matthew eight seventeen and 18, the Amplified Bible. It says concerning Jesus. When evening came, they brought to him many who were under the power of demons and he drove out the spirits with a word and restored, restored to health all who were sick. He restored to health all who were sick. And thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. 
he himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. Infirmities is the, is the Greek word astheneo. And astheneo is the Greek word meaning weaknesses in body or even in mind. It means, astheneo means emotional weaknesses. It means physical weaknesses. It means muscular weaknesses. Frailty, astheneo, frailty of every kind. He came and bore it for us. Clearly, divine healing is available at levels that we are not seeing, and the body of Christ needs to stretch ourselves to a different level. Supernatural healings are available, spirit, soul, and body. He was wounded for our transgressions. That's spiritual healing. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. That's soul healing. It's mind and emotional healing. By his stripes we are healed. That's physical. That's body. Why take the time to define all these words? And why the original Greek and the Hebrew definitions? Because Proverbs 4.22 says, God's word is life to all who find them and health to all their flesh. We've got to understand that is a promise of God to us. Health to all our flesh. Health there is the Hebrew word marpe. And it's the Hebrew word for medicine. It's medicine to you. His word is medicine. It also is the word for cures or remedies. God's word, it's life. It's, it's cure to you. It's remedies. It's medicine. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, New Living Translation. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen careful to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to their whole Why take the time to state so clearly what God's Word says? Because Romans 10 and verse 17 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We need to take our faith to a different level and it comes when we hear what God says. When we hear what God says, faith rises to claim a promise. Faith rises to chase doubt away. And we, in our times, need to chase some doubt away. Why soak ourselves in what God says? Because Mark chapter 16 and verse 20 says this, the Lord confirms his word with signs, wonders, and miracles. He confirms it. That's why we declare what he says. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 2, God says, I will hasten my word to perform it. The Amplified Bible reads, I am actively watching over my word 
to fulfill it. Young's literal translation of the, of the Hebrew, I am watching over my word to do it. God promises I'm going to watch over my word to perform it. Of course, there are many ways that healing can be ministered to us. And I'm thankful for all of them. Um, I consider all healing is, is God provided. Doctors, dentists, surgeons, herbs, medicines, diets, or all of them and the Word of God at the same time. I mean, when I go to the doctor, I still claim the promise of God, my ultimate doctor. But Holy Spirit is calling us to remember Christ's covenant of healing. I mean, just because we have resources in the area of healing today that they did not have in those times doesn't negate this promise. It is a benefit that, that many have overlooked. It's a benefit some think is, is, is not even in effect any longer. But just as salvation is still available, so is divine healing. It's a part of the sacrifice that Jesus made, as we've just seen. It's healing available for all sickness, all disease, all of them. It's all. No exemptions, all. It's healing available even beyond the natural realms. Yes, there are situations, diseases, things physical that are, that are not curable in the natural realm. But this is something beyond that. What is incurable where man is concerned is not where God is concerned. All things are possible to him. And we need to grow our faith to see impossible cures released on this planet done at the name of Jesus. The ecclesias can and they should be healing hubs. I believe that. Where, where Christ's power to heal is ministered there. It's ministered at very high levels there. But that requires a responsibility of living in a different level. Activating responsibility to steward that. Here at this ecclesia, we are being called to the Holy Spirit to stretch our faith to see a greater release of healings, miraculous cures than we've ever seen before. Holy Spirit said, press in with faith for a greater level of signs and wonders and healings done in Jesus' name. Press in for that. Become a healing hub, a part of your calling, Be a healing hub where miracle cures are ministered. Divine healing, sometimes called faith healing, it's very important to me because it's part of my heritage. Uh, my dad was a healing evangelist um, from the time I was probably 
I don't know, 11, 12 through my teenage years, maybe back to 10 years old, but it's a part of my heritage. And uh, on Sunday nights or on Wednesday nights, we always prayed for the sick. It was the emphasis. And uh, part of my job as a kid, just a young, barely teenager, and Dutch also, was we worked those healing meetings. One of my jobs, uh, or our jobs, was to get to church early on Wednesday night to help those that were brought in ambulances. I don't know that you could get that done today, but back then, you know, for 50 years ago, you could do it. And I remember helping push those, those uh, beds into the sanctuary, lining them up off, off the side. It was a part of our job. And I saw great miracles take place. I, another part of our responsibility was, of course, to work the healing lines. And uh, another responsibility, and I have done this, so I'm not talking about something that is, you know, that I heard about. But a part of my responsibility was to clean up any, um, any growths or sickness that happened in those healing lines as demons were cast out. A lot of people would vomit. It was crazy times. It's just amazing what was happening. And I worked those healing lines. I, in the summer, we would be in tents. Dad would have a tent up, and we would be in, in the tents, making sure nobody came and cut the ropes down at night. We had to stay in the tent. Then we worked those healing, healing meetings. When I was a little kid, it wasn't unusual for great evangelists, healing evangelists of the time that were a part of the old Voice of Healing ministry led by uh, Gordon Lindsay to be in our home. I didn't even know who they were at the time, but like the William Branhams, Oral Roberts might be passing through, David Nunn, and of course T.L. Osborne. It was not unusual for them to be at our house. I didn't know who they were. They were just evangelists to me. But, but I saw them, and I, I've seen great healings and miracles take place. That still stunned me to this day. One that I've told before, but I'll tell here just quickly, because I'm stirring something for Friday night and for a release in this ecclesia that I hope never stops. But I remember when my dad was having a meeting just up the road with another in another church, three pastors got around a man that was in a wheelchair that was pushed right to the front, and I was on the front row with Dutch, three or four feet away from this man. And they got around him and they laid hands upon him. He was in this wheelchair, bent up and twisted, kind of like a pretzel. I mean, he was so bent up. But I began to hear bones crack. Bones, dozens of bones popping and popping. And I watched him unwind in that wheelchair. No, I've never forgotten that. I tell it all the time. I've never forgotten that. I've seen things I've seen cataracts melt and run down cheeks. I've seen blind eyes open. This past year, 
three prophets called me and they had a dream about me. And in this dream, my dad came to them. Dad's in heaven now. But my dad had come to them in a dream. And in the dream, he gave them a message from the cloud of witnesses there. He gave them a message to tell me. And the message was, tell Tim to pick up the healing mantle. And you would recognize these prophets. They're not, they're notable, they're integrity. You would know who they are. They all said the same thing. Your dad came to me in a dream. And he told me to tell you to pick up the healing mantle. See, I, I used to flow in that more than I do or have in recent years. And uh, uh, it wasn't unusual years ago that I would do healing meetings. But because of things that have happened, things that happened here, and I'll be honest, people that I had prayed for that didn't make it, and I just kind of let it slip. I didn't stop believing it, but I wasn't pushing like I should. And then, of course, in the 54 days of shaking, then I had a dream. And in the dream, T.L. Osborne came to me, one of the greatest healing evangelists. And I'm not going to retell all of that, but essentially I was in a room with very, very sick people, maybe a hundred or so. And then I left that room and walked across the hall to another room, and uh, it was filled with people, maybe a hundred or so, and they were just, just uh, totally well, happy, nothing wrong with them at all. And T.L. Osborne, a healing evangelist that... that um, Actually, I was listening to when I accepted my call to go into ministry. He came up to me in the dream, and he asked me if I recognized all these people. And I said, no, I don't recognize any of them. And he said, well, you were just in the room with them on the other side of the hallway. They're the same people. They were so drastically healed, I didn't even recognize them. And then he said, do you know what room you just entered? I said, no, sir, I don't. I just was getting out of that other room. Again, this isn't a dream. And he said, well, you have just come into the covenant room of healing. And he pointed to the back wall, and on the wall was written a scripture that I just read to you a couple of times, 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes we were healed. I've had... Several prophets beyond those three that just prophesied over my, my life and prophesied to release that healing mantle. And now it has my attention. I believe God is wanting to create a covenant of healing place. I'm not sure all Holy Spirit has planned. I'm not sure how to represent the, whole, the old voice of healing in our times. But I'm going to trust Him. 
And I believe something supernatural is being imparted to us as an ecclesia. It's a mantle. It's, it's increasingly clear that Holy Spirit is saying, uh, embrace this as an ecclesia. It's increasingly clear. He's saying it to me as an apostle. I believe that somehow it is the plan of God for us to, to model a covenant of healing ecclesia where dramatic cures take place by the power of God, not us. I cannot heal anyone. It, it's almost intimidating if I think about it in the natural because I can't heal people, but I know he can. And I know he said, I want to. And I, I know he said, would you stretch your faith to believe me for supernatural cures? And he's calling us to it. I believe that this call is going to accelerate here. I believe a release of healings and miracles are, are coming at greater levels as we decree it and as we, we steward it wisely. And I'll say one more thing there because I feel like today I just need to say things. One of the other reasons that I backed off years ago and just, I would pray for people here. If you came up to me, I'm going to pray for you. And it wasn't like I wouldn't pray for people, but it wasn't the emphasis. It was because I began to see the monetizing of the healing ministry. And it turned me off. It was a manipulation, almost like you got to pay us to get a miracle. And it disgusted me and I stopped. I don't want any part of that. Hear this. God is... God wants to heal you whether you give a dime. You can't buy it. You don't have enough money to buy it. But, but it, it, it bothered me. I thought, I don't want to be a part of that. So much manipulation. We need to do this in such a way. And even this Friday night, in such a way... We don't manipulate anything. We just activate the promise of God. We steward it as good as we can, as honestly as we can, as wisely as we can, as biblically as we can, and trust Him for the results. It's a vital part of the gospel, the kingdom. This Friday, we're going to press in at the Ecclesia Hub to activate healings and miracles like happened in the book of Acts. I like to read the book of Acts. I like to read about all that happened. But I'm tired of it happening 2,000 years ago. I want to create a covenant place where the healing of God is manifest. Power to heal is in the atmosphere. I believe God wants to reveal himself to the world again as Jehovah Rapha. And I believe he's going to. Singers and musicians, come please. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we embrace the mantle, as I've told you all week.
I will embrace it. I'll take it. I'll wear it. I'll teach it. I'll, I'll do my best, Lord, to, to reveal this part of the covenant. And on this, this house, Lord, just standing corporately, may we embrace it. There's so many hurting people, so many desperate for cures that you provided that we don't talk about. Come, Lord Jesus. Do what you want here. Change what you want here. Do whatever you want. We embrace your word. Nothing is impossible with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spirit, soul, body. Healing's available, all of it. Thank you, Lord. Would you stand, please? Those of you that need prayer today, the altars are opened. I give you a basic Bible foundation. There's much more to give, but I wanted to prepare us for some things. But believe the promise. Believe the doctor is in the house today. Jehovah Rapha. Believe there's a realm of healing that's available that is way beyond the natural realm. And whether it's spiritual healing, physical healing, soul healing, we will pray for you today. We're going to believe what God's word says, all right? Hallelujah.